0: You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 283. Today it's the final episode in the mini series where we unpack the final two reasons why you might not be where you want to be. Are you ready? Let's get started.
1: Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson
0: What's up, Coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And if this is the first time you're hanging out with me today, welcome. I'm super pumped that you're here. we really turned Wednesday into a behind-the-scenes look of how B. Simpson Fitness... Gets and got to where we've been. And we've also, I've also been sharing some lessons specifically around why you might not be where you want to be yet. And I've really been enjoying some of the feedback that I've heard from the loyal listeners, have been sharing that they've really enjoyed these Wednesday mini series and that they've been really learning a lot from the podcast. So, if that's you and you've actually shared that that feedback with me, thank you. I really appreciate it. If you have not yet, be a huge favor to me to help more people if you could just leave us a five-star review, put a little note there if you want. It literally takes 2 seconds to put five stars and this helps us get the message out to more people. So, if you haven't already, please Be sure to leave us a review. It would be a huge favor to me and to the show. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and roll into the final two main reasons why you may not be where you want to be yet. And it, the the first I'm going to start with, and the reason why I wanted to combine this because I originally on the schedule had this separate, but I wanted to combine this because I think this is, they help each other. What I want to offer to you is uh, number one is support. Every single business owner needs support. Can you point to one internet or one business, any business that got there on its own without support? No. And yet we try to YouTube our way to the Olympics. And if you go and you look at any Olympic athlete, did they get there on its own? Did they get to the Olympics by YouTubing it? No. In fact, they had coaches. In fact, they had multiple coaches Support is so powerful for three main reasons. One, you get to use your coach's leverage. This is going to be leverage for you, meaning that you get to use your coach's experience. Your coach likely learned lessons the hard way. And when you hire your coach, you get to use their experience and then learn something the fast way. In addition to learning lessons the hard way, or in addition to maximizing your coach's leverage in that way, your coach will also help you see blind spots because every single person has blind spots and, it's it's important that we get the support that we need to help identify them if, if we have not crossed that threshold. So I'll give you an example. So for me, what I've realized and what I've been realizing this year, as I've been really optimizing the the offers and messaging inside of Beasts and Fitness is that I have been potentially, there's been potential incongruency inside of my offers and communicating the right offer to the right person at the right time. And I had been noticing that there had been, you know, undue time pressure that was put on to some of my students and my clients, where they were feeling this pressure, this sense of urgency to to hit some arbitrary revenue goal. And now it's one of those paradoxes. I think that's going to be in a, I think that's going to be my next mini series, the paradoxes of, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to share some coaching insights first, and then I'm going to move into the paradoxes of business building because Time and I talk about this in one of my big episodes where where I think we can go really deeper when it comes a lot deeper when it comes to time because it's it's both, right? You hear people say time is an illusion and that and that it takes time. And so what do I mean by that is that it's not really about time. It's really about the amount of reps and skill acquisition. And that is going to take what it takes until it takes. And so some people, it it if they've got skills or they're starting at a different level, you know, different different level of skills, different level of 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 <laughs> they're just starting their their point A is at a different level than someone else's point A, then they're going to see results a little bit faster. Or let me let me rephrase because everyone's going to see results, but they're going to see desired results in a different way at a different speed than someone who's, you know, learning to walk for the first time. And so it really required me to take a look at some of the offerings and some of the deliverables that I that I wanted that I needed to look at instead of my program, so that I could help my clients get results. Because you're going to get results, but I want to help them get the results that they want faster. And part of it is going to be skill acquisition, and you cannot rush skill. But skill does not is not some arbitrary amount of time. It really just is about the reps. One, two. Second thing I want to talk about and that I want to mention when it comes to, when it comes to time is that when you have the pressure of time, some people do really well underneath that. And then some people really buckle under it and, And it's not that it either is good or bad. It's just to remember that. And it's going to speak to number one, which is why I was wanting to do these episodes together. Because the first thing, the first and most important, what I would argue is probably the number one thing that we need need inside of your business is emotional regulation. If you are creating from a state of stress, then all of your energy and, and life force is going to your mouth and to your legs to either fight, to either freeze or to either flee. And then of course we also have freeze. Okay. Which <laughs> happens to me. I freeze. Well, I run and I freeze, but this is what happens to a lot of people where they just get so overwhelmed. They end up doing nothing. So that is a stress response, or sometimes they feel like they need to run be- and, and there's this stress or the stress of, of time. And so what happens is that if you feel this. If you feel time pressure, then you're not going to create from an empowered way. And that is going to prevent you from from growing. And so, which is why support is so important because support is going to help you identify these roadblocks or identify these blind spots that we all have, and then remove the roadblocks so that you can get back to emotional regulation ASAP. Okay. So it's really important that you just take a look at that. And so if time is pressuring you and you feel the pressure to get it, it's going to cause stress and you cannot create from stress. I mean, in theory you can, but I would argue that it won't be alignment in alignment. And I would argue that you would, you're likely going to do the things that, that you don't want to do in order to get to what it is that you want. And so when you can take off the pressure of time, because here's the other thing that's really important to remember is that you're in this for the long haul. So so why? And, and you wouldn't expect a toddler to learn how to walk and then all of a sudden run a marathon the first time they discovered how to walk, right? So why do we do this inside of her business? Mm-hmm. I see so many coaches decide that they're going to go all in, they're going to start. And then after 30 days... If they, you know, aren't playing Taylor Swift concerts when they just learned how to play the guitar, they're they're wondering, why am I doing this? This isn't working. And they throw the towel in. Or I've seen some clients who who are are have incredible work. Their work is so good. And then they just don't have the volume of eyes seeing their work. So they throw it out and they make these emotional driven decisions. Oh, nobody wants my stuff. So let's just throw the baby out with the bathwater. When in reality, they have incredible work and they just need to focus their attention on driving people through the machine that they've built and if you just took the time to look at the data and look for the lessons and look for the wins then you would be able to help yourself get out of the emotional valley of despair experience and work through that so what am i talking about so what happens to a lot of people is that they take un- they really operate from this uninformed optimism and then they take action and then the action is gonna produce an outcome. And likely if if it's the first action, that outcome is not going to meet their expectations. Okay. And meet your expectations, which causes disappointment, which is fine. I'm not saying that the disappointment is bad and that we don't need to feel it. We absolutely do, but we also need to alchemize it. And so, what that means is that we need to acknowledge it, and then we need to move through it. And we need to because what happens is we have this outcome that doesn't meet our expectations. So the ex so then we have this effect, this feeling of pain, this disappointment. And then we make it mean something. And so then we start to go into informed, Disappointment, essentially, uh, informed evidence. And so then we start to feel like, or pessimism, informed pessimistic attitude, where we start to feel like, oh, this doesn't work. So blah, blah, blah. And then we start to make decisions from past experiences. And this is what fear and how fear shows up in our life, because fear, we've all heard of these acronyms like fear is false evidence appearing real, or, you know, we need to, you know, you can't be courageous without fear. And all these things are really great and important. To know and we also need to know that fear is brain brain based it's not going away and so when we can really just acknowledge what that fear is and what is experienced which means and what's happening when we get and when we're activating fear because it's not an objection it's real. And what it means is your brain is signaling to you based on experience. Oh, that was painful. And we didn't like that. So we're going to initiate the stress response and we're going to either help you freeze. We're going to flee, or we're going to fight. And, and because we need to protect you, even though it's not, even though it's in the mind. Okay. Okay. So what happens and how fear shows up is people usually start to have fear in, in the future based on past experiences. So there's fear of tomorrow, fear of yesterday. Oh, that's going to happen again. Okay. They're also going to show up into fear of self. Like, oh, I just can't do it because you it's brain-based, your brain's doing it to protect you. And then fear of process right? Which comes from taking the action, oh, this isn't going to work, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And this is all stemming from the place to protect you. So then what happens is, is if we start to live in there and then we don't have the support or the emotional regulation tools that we need to alchemize and that we need to just get out of of experience that that's doesn't meet our expectation, we'll live in the valley of despair and the valley of despair is super dangerous which is why support really helps and emotional regulation tools really helps whether that's therapy whether that's getting a coach whether that's doing some of the somatic responses whether that's doing a hypnosis whether that's doing meditation like there's just so many different tools Okay. In fact, I gave my accelerators and I actually gave my formula people this, this 40 day to abundance protocol where I, where I really shed some light on exactly how I got out of 120 K debt and how I, how I used some of those tools inside of my business. Now, what happens to so many people is that they'll end up living in this personal development and it's not without action. You have to take inspired action. I share this with you because what happens and what the dangers of living in the Valley of despair is if you're in the Valley of despair, then what happens is you start to make emotional driven decisions instead of data-driven decisions. And you start to go, "Oh, this is working and throw it all out and then go back to uninformed optimism, which is a great, exciting place to be, which is also where your brain is neural pathway to uh, designed to live. It is comfortable in the chaos. And so I, and honestly, this was so painful for me. This was such a painful realization that I had where, where I realized, oh, I'm just so comfortable in the chaos that I was recreating chaotic moments in my life because that's where my brain felt safe. That felt really awful to say and to experience and to acknowledge. So I had to consciously rewire, consciously choose to be peaceful, choose to say it was going to, we were going to figure it out, to look for the lessons, to to get through the bottom of the stick of that squat, right? To get, to choose, to know that the compounding effect was in my favor and that I wasn't living the definition of insanity. And listen, there. this stuff's important and this stuff is hard. That's why you need support. Support's going to help you really move through this, through some of the stuff because you're not designed or meant to do it alone. And honestly, if I could go back to my old self, and I also want to share this too, for me and my personal journey, because I've said this many times, which is, you know, I I first had, I first had uh, my, I had three main realizations. One was that I was really just living in this place of like, I'm doing everything right. Nothing's working and it should be working by now. Me, me, me. You know, but, but that was just my opinion. It comes, it, there's just so many things at play. Like, are you, you know, what's the skill acquisition, you know, art, how, what's that volume of audience There's just so many things at play. Right. And, and oftentimes I was, I was trying to, you know, learn how to sing and then be Taylor Swift, you know, and that's just not how it works. You don't learn something once and then all of a sudden you're a master in that skill. You need reps and lots of those reps. Would you expect someone who's deadlifted for the first time to all of a sudden go and you know crush it on a powerlifting platform? No. And yet we have these expectations for ourselves, especially as high achievers, when we are, when we're in in business. Oh, I posted on social media. Why is my computer not an ATM? The other thing, so so I had that huge chip, and it wasn't until my coach came to me and he had he he said something that I re- really resonated with me, and it was painful in the moment to hear, but I it was kind of like the slap I needed, which was he said if you, you're a business owner and if you're not making it's your responsibility to be generating revenue. And if you're not generating revenue in your business, you are not being responsible. I, I was a mom at the time. I, I felt like, oh, it was like, how could you say that? But then it was, oh, yeah, you're right. Here's all the areas where I'm not being responsible. Here's where I'm getting into my ego. Here's where I'm getting into the, the comfortableness in chaos. The second thing, the, the second thing, too, that I want to say is that, oh, and then after that moment, it was like everything was blue roses. Everything was, for my fellow, for my fellow actors out there, hopefully you caught the Tennessee Williams reference, but every everything was just blue roses from there. Right. I want to say that that's, that was the case, but honestly it wasn't wherever you go, there you are. And I've, I've shared multiple times like with my, with my clients. And I think on the podcast where I had that moment where I looked at 40 K in liquid in my bank, and I just went to my knees and I bawled because I was like, when is it ever going to be enough? And I had this painful realization of like the first this the way I felt trying to generate the first two k was the exact way I felt out I trying to generate forty, and I and I knew something that had to change. That had to change. It had to be enough now. And it really co- comes and Kate and comes down to the data. And so then what happens to me and what happened to me is that I started to feel like like oh, I should have handled this by now. I thought I took care of this. I thought I fixed this neural pathway. And the truth is, wherever I hadn't, or I I had, there were different layers I had. It's just a, con- I, it's it, It's a choice. You have to continue to choose it. No one just arrives. And there's always going to be new la- new levels, new triggers, new things to unpack, to look at. And I had to stop chasing. <laughs> I was in the pattern of chasing. Doesn't matter what, chasing new clients, chasing new revenue, chasing just constant comfort in the chaos of chasing. And I had to stop it. And it was August. I feel like that moment where I was like, no, this is enough. I put my foot down and I put my foot down again. And my clients noticed a shift and there was a shift. And I'm sharing that because I just feel like there's, there's, there's so many stories that we see in the world that are like, Oh, I first, I was here. And then I realized this, and then I was here. And then it's these moments of like, Oh, I achieved. And then for people who achieve, and then they're still like, maybe not necessarily where they want to be, or they're starting to feel like, Oh, I've already shared a story where I overcame that. There's almost this sense of shame, or at least for me, I'll speak for me, the sense of shame that like, oh, I haven't, I haven't arrived or I thought that I handled this. And so I just think that that's part of the human experience and that it's a good reminder to remind yourself that you get to live in the end where you can help someone and continue to grow and develop. And it's part of those nuances that we experience when it comes to, to growing a business and it feels like a paradox, but it's both. So that's a wrap for this mini series. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it. So if you have, a, uh, I'd love to hear from you. So send me, send me a message on social. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was in the mini series. Do you have any insight or something you want me to riff on in, in the next mini series? Uh, I'd love to hear from you. So just text, So just DM me at Be Simpson Fitness, and I'll catch you on the next episode.
1: Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast.